Hello and welcome to Mountain Talk. I'm Rachel Geringer. On July 1st, 2019, the coal company Black Jewel declared bankruptcy. In the middle of their shift, miners were told to stop working. Black Jewel employed over a thousand miners across the Appalachian coal fields who soon discovered that their last paycheck had bounced and their insurance policies had been cut off. In Cumberland, Kentucky, dozens of miners have been protesting by blocking the tracks in front of a Black Jewel coal train since July 29th. The company's CEO, Jeff Hoops, was almost immediately fired by court order, but miners have not yet received compensation. They say they won't leave the tracks until they're paid. WMMT reporter Benny Becker arrived at the railroad tracks at 7 p.m. on the strike's second day, July 30th, and recorded throughout the night. For folks listening on the radio, what, what are we looking at? What's going on right now? Who all is here? What's up, man? This is Caleb Blavins. I'm here. Uh, I'm mad because I want my money. That's it. <laughs> That's as simple as that. I'm only here because I want my money that I worked for. My name is Austin Watts, and I've been here for about 28, 29 hours now, and I ain't went to sleep yet. And uh, we want our money, just like J.G. Wetworth says, we want our money, we want it now, and our severance pay, too. Yes, sir. Same thing. Well, different name. Jared Blavins. <laughs> Same predicament. I'm here representing my family. I'm here representing all the brothers that can't get here. They owe us money we worked hard for. Um, they owe us a 60-day severance pay. You know, they, they owe us for our medical. They didn't pay our child support. Our 401k ain't got nothing in it but a quarter of what's supposed to be in there. I mean, they ain't paid us half the stuff we, they owe us. So that's why we're here, and we won't be leaving until we get it. Gary Whitaker, and uh, same situation. I want my money that I'm owed. 60 days favorite play, plus what I work. And you got a couple signs with you. Could you, could you mind telling me what? what? <laughs> Coal miner paying on Jeff Hoops, and then I have another sticker that says, pay us the money we are owed. And who, who do you, who are these messages for? Jeff Hoops. We want our money now. Jeff Hoops. Jeff Hoops. All day long. Messages. And and I, there's some other folks out here with y'all. Is it? Are these? Are you all family supporters? Brothers, Workers. That's my sister-in-law. Would any of you all like saying what you're doing out here today? Well, I'm here to support my husband. I think they they worked hard for what they do. They they have a dangerous job and they deserve what's owed to them. Amen to that. And sorry, would you mind introducing yourself? I'm Mara Whitaker. Would you mind introducing yourself? My name's Scott Mayford. Who is it that you want to hear this and what do you want them to do? I want the judge to hear what's going on is what I want. We're starving. School's getting ready to start back. How are we going forward to pay for their school supplies and things like that? So I was wondering, when is the last time y'all got a paycheck that came through? Five weeks ago. 
five weeks ago. June 14th was the last good paycheck we got. And bounced. Yeah. Our June 28th payday, we bounced. cashed at the bank, and it bounced. How did you find that out? The bank called us, said we was negative, and that we had so many days to pay it before they took legal action. Would you mind introducing yourself? My name's Erica Mayford. What brought you out here? My husband works for Black, well, he worked for Black Jew. And so how are you feeling with all this right now? Very upset. You know, we believed in the system. We believed in the rights, and, and it's all been taken away from us. You know, we don't have no insurance now. To put food on the table is a struggle. They just didn't even give us a notice or nothing. Just They're not even telling us that we're laid off. Most of us can't even get unemployment. <laughs> and you only got two other mines in the, in Harlan County running. 300 men sitting out there looking for a job, begging and pleading. All the staff is full. All the places you got to go work at is Walmart or maybe McDonald's or somewhere. They don't pay nothing. We're all used to getting paid anywhere from 70000 to 100000 a year. So what are y'all's plans for tonight, for what's going forward? Anyone? What are y'all thinking? Until we are carried away in handcuffs or until we come to an agreement with some kind of funds to come in and take care of our family. So, I mean, as long as i got to stay here, I'll stay. I mean, we're suffering, our kids are suffering, our families are suffering. Water's getting cut off, electric's getting cut off. I mean, we need money, you know what I mean? And Just like the sign says, no pay, we stay, baby. Yep, that's right. No pay, we stay. I'll drink Red Bull all night. <laughs> You know, we're, we're going to stand our ground this time because we're tired of being walked. We've been, coal miners pretty much get walked on by the people that own the company. We're going to stand our ground. We're going to stay as long as we have to. You know, we got families to take care of. we got kids we got to raise, and this is a way of life for us. Huh? Were you all among the first out here? How did you all hear that there was stuff out here and decide to come down? Well, on the internet. I was among the first one. It started up here at Slope yesterday about uh, 12 o'clock because the train was up there, and we seen they was loading coal, and we all went up there and stood in the tracks, and it just started all this and do you feel like you might be out here for a long time are you hoping we'll it we'll be here for a while we want our money it's our money we went underground we worked 8 to 10 to 12 hours a day for what they you know what they took from us so until we get that money until we get paid what we're owed they ain't going to get no coal i don't know who and we want our severance six a day severance but vacation days or benefits that they didn't pay for or 401k they didn't invest in or child support they were supposed to pay and never did we want all that can I ask, do y'all have any hope that it will get sorted out quick, or you feel like you're going to be here a while? I hope it gets sorted out quick, but hey, you know, Bloody Harlan lasted a, a, a good while. And, and if that's what it takes to prove a point, I'm not, like, again, I'll say it a hundred times, I'm not making no threats, and I'm not threatening to shoot anybody or blow anything up or anything, but I am saying that I'm not going to move until I get some money. Because this ain't a game. We're not a bunch of kids. We're grown men with families. We got bills to pay. We got to raise our kids in the best ways we can. So, I mean, this is around here in the Appalachian Mountains. This is all we got, you know, just the coal mines. And we, we, we've, we've been too far into the coal mines to try to turn around and go to, go to college for 12 years. We got 12 year old kids, you know, they need us now. They don't need us in 10 years. Hi there. Good man. Wait, can I ask what you're doing here with it? We're about to flag this place off. It'll help us get a point across a little bit more visually. What's the point you want to get across? We want our money. There you go. Would you mind introducing yourself? Say your name, what you do, where you're from? Uh, my name's uh, Brandon Pearson. I'm a plant mechanic at P8. I live here in Cumberland. All right, thank you. Start writing our own song, Yeah, and they write our own song. I know you and your brother are songwriters. <laughs> yeah, Caleb is. <laughs>
Okay, the rise song. Sing a song. Ain't no train we... coming in, no train coming out. Jared and Will, they're going to shout <laughs> when we get paid. How's it going, y'all? <laughs> well, we're just playing some cornhole, wasting time, trying to get our money that we're owed. Where's the cornhole set up? Right the in tracks. the train tracks. How long y'all been doing this? Oh, about 30 hours. How's the cornhole going? Going good. Wonderful. Any any winners on the on the <laughs> on the stretch so far? Oh yeah. Yeah, they beating us down. Uh, two games to one. How's it feel to be in the lead then? It's all right. Be even better if we was in the lead with some money though. Uh, would you mind introducing yourself? Just say your name, what you do, where you're from. My name's David L. Pratt Jr. And I'm from Lime Fork. I was a pre-shipper. And, and, and you're out here and not, you brought your family with you, right? Yeah, my wife, my three kids. And I see one of these kids pretty young, is that? Yeah, she's nine months. She looks like, is she asleep right now? Is that what's happening? Yeah, she's asleep. <laughs> so how, how are you feeling about things? Is there anything you want people out there to understand about what's going on here? Uh, if they'd pay us, we'd quit. How much do you, do you think you're owed? Mm, right around 4000 5000 something like that. So how long has it been since you got paid? It was for the whole month of June. And how's that been for you and the family? Been pretty rough. That's going to be rough to make it. It is. Um, do you mind if I, if I ask what question too? I'm just curious what it's like being out here with a baby. How's, how's that feeling? Well, we got to support them. So it's what we're doing. We're bringing the families and everybody else because we got to stand with our men. Would you mind introducing yourself? My name's Wendy Pratt. What's this, this little one's name? Willow. How old is she? Nine months. Do you feel like it's been a supportive place to have a baby here? Yeah, sure. It's family friendly as of now. And how long do you plan on being out here? Uh, I guess as long as it takes. Hi, is there anything you want to share? Or? Yeah, my husband is a shutdown uh, black jewel coal miner. He's waiting on his pay like all the other coal miners. They're trying to take coal out of here and not pay the coal miners. It's wrong. There ain't no trains coming out of here till these men gets paid. Would you mind introducing yourself? My name is Donna. I'm from Cumberland. All right, thank you so much. <laughs> now, at least this would be a good story. Because okay. not only is he in the mines, was he in the mines, his son is in the mines who's in the military. That'd make a good story right there. Would you mind telling me, you, I hear you, you're not the only one in your family who works in the mines, that right? Right. My son does, too. They steal owe him three, four $4,000. And then how much do you think they owe you? About the same. Would you mind introducing yourself? Tim Lewis. And I've been in the mines about 15 years, 16. And for my son, he's 21. He's been in the military since he was graduated high school and then he went in the mines he's been in the mines for about a year and he really enjoyed it loving it but uh now he's changed his perspective on it and he plans on attending school here in about three weeks he's starting in college is that going to be harder to do without this these paychecks yeah i mean it's it, financially it's really put a strain on us uh everybody
So is there is there anyone out there especially you hope is listening up or paying attention to what's going on here? Yeah, the judge that is handling the affairs. Uh, last time I looked at it, uh, he denied three separate issues, things that were going to help the miners financially, things that they've earned. You know, they don't want to hand out. That's not what they're after. They want money that's owed to them. So if the judge is listening to this right now, what would you say? What would I say? I would say that he needs to look at the families that are suffering right now because of what Black Jewel done and how it was handled. I'm curious, too. I mean, this isn't the only case where folks have had a problem getting paid for the work they've done. I'm curious if there's anyone listening who's had a similar experience where they did work and didn't get paid for it, if there's anything they could take from this. It's just a matter of people drawing the line and stepping up. Uh, when you know wrong has been done, then it's time to step up, period. So uh, it just started to rain. I'm curious, that change your plans at all? No. And would you mind just saying what your name is and where you're from? Oh, I'm, it's Tim Lewis. I'm from up my Everett's. What is it that you're hoping for? What, what do you hope happens here? I just hope we all get back to work, get paid, you know. Get, take care of our families, all we want to do. So. Are you hopeful that'll, I mean, do you feel like that's likely to happen? I think not for Black Jewel. I think somebody buy it. I think we will. Yeah. I think it'll be all right. Just take time. Anything you'd like to share about how it feels being out here? Let me yeah. just tell you. No, I ain't. <laughs> no. Would you mind introducing yourself? I'm his son. I'm Jared Lewis. Have you ever done anything like this before, either of you? No. No, I ain't never had to. I've worked pretty much. As, I was off one time for eight days, and that's all I've been laid off. So. Anything else you want people out there to understand about what's going on here? Well, he's, he's getting ready to go off to college. So. Yeah. yeah. Does this worry you at all to be going away with things like this? Oh, gee. He's smart enough to get out of the rain. Yeah. <laughs> This is what we lose out there to the record. And this is dedication people out in the rain. It's uh it's raining hard. Sunny and 75. <laughs> Wet, soupy, muddy, and nasty. As, we're still here standing. As Forrest Gump said, big fat rain. <laughs> So how, do you feel like do you feel like the rain's got anyone down, or how are you all feeling about it? Hey, we're still, we're happy. We're, still we're smiling. We're still smiling. We learn about coal miners. We can have the best attitudes in the worst of times. Yep. Especially roof boaters. Yeah. They're most time getting rained on anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rain, sleet, snow, or hell. We're here, baby. Usually it stinks though. Sulfur don't smell too good. <laughs> Combination of vomit, rotted eggs. I don't, know, I don't know how long we're going to stay tonight, but I'm staying a while. Y'all have to leave. I'll take y'all. I'll stay for y'all. Tell me we look like sardines in here. I love it. I'll tell you what I've got for the people. They just don't feel like it. Let it rain. Let it pour. Jeff, who's going to pay us anymore? I like how many days this is going to take. They said Bloody Harden lasted 101 or 102 days. But there was a lot more violence than that involved. And I'm not trying to, you know, I, I'll tell anybody, I go to church. You know, I ain't, I ain't trying to be violent, 
but I can lay hands on somebody if I need to. Hey, man. Brother, <laughs> I like it. I can't believe how hard to train him. I know, man. And here we are. Where's the cameras at during this? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. See, this is this is made it on CNN. Yeah, they made a post about us already. Really? Yeah. We're on national news, New York Times, everywhere. Yeah. Really? New York, New York Times, Times was here. Posted earlier. We wow. in we in France now. Hey, this might. This is national. This is big, big man. Yeah. Revolution. We're gonna do the revolution. It says we'll be in heard. It's good. What's that you're reading? Black Jewel says it's working on resolution as miners continue protest. That's a that's a news headline y'all just got. Yeah, yeah. and it's so a good one up, too. We're being heard. WKYT. Tell them bring us some checks and we'll go home. And it's amazing how the community comes together like this right here. I mean, just the thought of the food and the, the concern and people calling and writing asking, can I get you anything? Yeah. You know, that's amazing. I love it. It's like I, it's outside everybody's ass. Everybody I talk to. That's the best part about this community. Everybody comes together and takes care of us.
Could you describe what it looks like, what we're standing in front of all this stuff? This is humongous. This is all the donations that people has gave to the Black Jewel miners. They brought pizzas, they brought drinks, water, Chinese, Mexican, chips, donuts. I mean, you name it, it's here. And they are bringing more, and they'll be here tomorrow bringing more. This is awesome for them to back the Black Jewel miners up. Thank you all so much, and God bless you. Would you I think I, I talked to you a little bit before earlier, right? Would you mind just introducing yourself one more time? My name is Donna. I'm from Cumberland. My husband's a Black Jewel miner, too. And is this your husband here? Or? Right there. Uh, would you mind just introducing yourself? Say, say. Daryl. I've been working for Black Jewel for almost a year and got laid off. About to lose everything we got because they won't pay us our money. Well, when the mine was shut down, you know, we got we got insurance to pay, we got the house, the car payments to make, and everything. Well, you can't make them when you don't when they won't give you money to you. So, how are you feeling? I mean, does it give you hope being out here that that these things might come through, or how are you feeling? I hope they do. I mean, we appreciate the donation stuff, but we need a donation to help pay our bills if any way possible. Is this more donations coming in right now? I think it is. Do you mind if I ask a couple questions? I'm with Radio WMMT up in Whitesburg. Uh, would you mind just saying your name, where you're from? Yeah, it's, uh, Justin Fields from Totsk uh, down here. And what, what's what are you doing right now? Uh, dropping off food. And what's it, what do you make of this big old pile that's here that you're adding to? Yes, I know it's rough on them. And I guess you need all the help you can get. Yeah. Would you mind introducing yourself too? Yeah, Paul E. Fields. What would you say made you decide to bring stuff out? Coal miners is like family to us. Sure are. Well, thank y'all. Uh -huh. Wait, would you mind? I wasn't recording a second ago. What's happening now? There's word that there's a train coming from Ross Point right now down the tracks. Is that the train y'all are trying to block? Well, it's another train uh, that they're bringing in now, apparently. So what do you make of that? It ain't good. We're going to have to try to stop it. That's all we can do. <laughs> Would you mind just saying your name once more? I know. Yeah, it's uh, Austin Watts. So how'd you hear that there's a train coming? Uh, one of my buddies, Papa, lives right there at Ross Point. He said a train went by his house. So what do you think might happen? There's all kinds of stuff uh, that can happen right now. Ain't that right, Wiggles? But what it's going to be peaceful. Just We're going to put that on the record right now. We started this peaceful. We're going to keep it peaceful. But we are going to stand on these tracks. Me... That fellow there started out just five to seven of us, man. And we started out peaceful, and we're going to keep it peaceful. Would you mind just introducing yourself? <clears throat> Jeffrey Willig. Uh, so how are, you, how are you feeling now compared to when they started? Um, I've been up for 48 hours now, still going strong, so we just want to get our voices heard. Could I ask um, how did you first decide to come out on the tracks? Um, my friend Chris Axton noticed that there was a train being loaded right there on mine. And that was the coal that we mined, so I was on my couch, and he called me up, and he said, you want to come up here and stop this train? I said, I'll be there in a minute. So that's what we did. And then when the police came and asked us to walk, to come up, we did. We did do that. So wait, we're being peaceful about it. It ain't going to be, and it's not CSX's fault. We're just, we have to get, we're not being paid, and we want to get paid, so we're going to delay it as much as we can. You know, a lot of folks have issues where they don't get the pay they worked for. 
but it's not all that often it seems like where you see folks take some kind of direct action like this do you feel like I, I don't know. I'm curious what you make of this in the bigger pattern of things. If you think this is like setting a new precedent for what might come, what might be more common, or if you feel like you're just doing something normal, or I'm curious how you see it. You know, you do have some people here that are nervous, but when we did it, I put my mind to it, and I was like, you know what? Somebody's got to stand up for them. So, and I know a lot. I worked with a lot of great men, and um, they work every day and go home. When they send us home, we were in an eighth day in a row working. We went in, three hours later they told us to come out and exit the mine. And ever, ever since then, no one knows nothing. No, I've called Black Jewel, my wife's looked at things, and um, no one from Black Jewel will give us answers. It's basically like saying sorry for your luck. That's the impression I get. So do you feel like you have any other options or you're just kind of, this is like a last resort? Or this is our last, last stand, and, and I'm, I'm here to back every minor that 1700 miners have been laid off from this i'm here to back them up and is this your wife here i'm yeah, sorry yeah. <laughs> would you mind i saw you nodding i'm just curious to, i'm curious if you have thoughts you might want to share too well i mean it's just you know we are the black jewel families that got laid off and bigger cities don't realize that little towns like this is what makes their big cities happen they don't they don't realize how damaging it is you know when this happens it's a ripple effect it'll hurt here and then it'll ripple to everywhere else would you mind just introducing yourself say your name where you're from i am sarah banks i am jeffrey willig's wife and i am from coverland kentucky thank you my name's arnold shepherd and i'm from leslie county and were you working at a black jewel mine yes i was i was working at clover lick three up here how long you been out here? Well, we, I've been out here pretty much all evening up into the night. You know, it's a shame man work underground and not get paid for it. That's all we want your money. We don't want nothing else. We don't want no trouble. We just want to be paid. You know, it's it's not right. While one man's getting his pocket full and another man's kids is starving at home asking for something to eat and it ain't right. Is, are things hard at home for you? It ain't been good because a lot of our bills are late, and their bank accounts is all in the negative because they pull their money back out of the bank and leave a man with nothing. It ain't right. So, you know, we're going to have to stand together to get something done here. So can I ask, I, I came up across you, y'all are standing here by this truck parked on the tracks. What are you thinking about? What do you see happening here? Well, I see that train's not going to be leaving here until we get our money, you know. That coal that we mined up there, that belongs to us. We worked every day for that right there. And I believe that we should be paid for it, you know. And I'm, I'm curious with all this, do you see any connection to stuff that's happened here in Harlan County before? With I mean, there's been a lot of history of strikes and other times reminders have had to take action. Do you see a connection with that? Yeah, it's this thing here, it's put you in the mind of bloody Harlan back years ago, you know. People won't take things lightly like that, you know. Man works and he deserves his money. I believe he ought to be paid for what he works for. Hopefully by us doing this, they'll see that, you know, they owe us and they're willing to pay us, you know. So if the train comes down the tracks right now, what are you going to do? Well, hopefully we can stop him before we can get through here because, you know, we feel like that coal up there belongs to us. Until we get paid, that coal, it needs to stay up here in this holler. That's the way I feel about it, and uh, that's pretty much the way everybody feels about it.
My name's Brandon Pearson. I was a plant mechanic at P8. Uh, so you were just having a word with the police officer, is that right? Yeah, we, uh, we was told by someone that there was a train heading this way, so they went down there just to make sure it wasn't coming up here. They're just loading a train at a, at a different facility. So it's not coming this way? No, no. How's that feel to hear? Uh, I mean, I'd sure like to see them bring one this way. It'd be interesting to see what happened. To some folks, I feel like it'd be surprising to hear that police officers are here telling you what's going on, not trying to make y'all leave. How would you explain that to people who find that surprising? This is something I really hope you put on your radio station. Our community has been absolutely amazing. Local business owners, the mayor, especially our law enforcement, city, state, they've all had her back. And, you know, it's common sense, you know, we've been done wrong. And our community's got her back and it's made us feel, it's made me feel really good. So the reporting I do is on jobs and money, the economy, all through the coal fields. A lot of what I do is like reporting on infrastructure stuff, on water systems that don't have the funding. A lot of what's been coming up in my line of work recently is folks saying like, you know, we've made a whole lot of money, but there's not been a whole lot that's gotten reinvested. There's not a lot of money that stay here. So I'm curious. I mean, to me, it seems like there's kind of a symbol. A lot of that coal has gotten hauled away is on the railroad tracks. Does, does it, I mean, to, to you all, does it feel like a striking symbol at all in any way that you're here blocking the tracks? I mean, oh, yeah, for over 100 years, there's been probably, there's been more coal brought probably down these tracks than any other tracks in the state of Kentucky. Yeah. You know, we get nothing in return for it. Between Harlan, Leslie, we're some of the poorest counties in the nation. Almost midnight. Still a good 20 people or so out. Blocking the railroad tracks. They say there's not going to let any coal come through until they get paid. Benny Becker here reporting from Cumberland, Kentucky. Planning on staying the night. <laughs> When we first got up there, we actually was in the middle of the track in front of the train. And we held them up uh, for a little over an hour loading the train. And uh, Kentucky State Police come and they told us that we, we could not stand in the track so we had to get off of it. But we could stand beside it and protest and have signs and stuff. And I mean, they, they was real nice to us. And then y'all, but y'all moved and blocked the track elsewhere, is that what happened? Or? Yeah. We uh, we all just kind of eased out of there and come to come down here to Sand Hill. They never did come on our Cloverlet with it. They they decided to back it back up to the mines and that's where it's still at. Chris was the first one. He called me, and he said, "Wiggles, you want to stop this train?" I said, "Yes, I I'll be right there with you, Chris." Where were you when you saw the train, or how how'd you come to to see that there was a train loading? Got a message on Facebook that said there's a train in Cloverlet being loaded. So I got my truck and I rode up there. And uh, I stopped at the main gate and uh, they didn't have it, they had it dummy locked. And I went to unlock it and the guy met me on the other side. Uh, I mean, all I was wanting to do was ask him questions and see about getting paid or uh, see what they was gonna be doing with that coal, see what was, uh, if there's any officials over there for the company. And uh, they didn't want, they wouldn't talk to nobody. They uh, didn't want to answer no questions, they wouldn't even speak to nobody. So, and has has anyone gotten back to you now since since y'all have been out here two days or so now? Has anyone have you heard anything from anyone with the company? 
No, nah, I've not heard nothing. Could I ask, would you mind just uh, introducing yourself, say your name, where you're from? Uh, I'm Chris Sexton. Uh, I live in Letcher County. And is is it right you were you were the first person to to notice that the train was loading and gather this gather this crew together? Is that right? Yeah, I was the first one to get on the track and uh, started calling people and messaging people, trying to get everybody I could. Did and did what did you expect when you were doing that? Uh, I expected to get a few. I didn't expect it to turn out like it did. I'm glad I'm really glad it did. I figured you know we'd make a little scene and. The company or something other would run us off, and that would be, you know, they'd try to cover it up, or that'd be the end of it. But I feel that we're doing pretty good. I mean, I, I think they're going to get the message. That's all we want. We want them to get the message. That, you know, we, we want our money and we want to be paid. Would you mind saying, do you know about what time it is now? Uh, right now it is uh, 2.17 a.m. <laughs> and how are you feeling with that? I, I'm, I'm fine. How long do you expect to be here? As long as it takes. mind introducing yourself just once more now you got the guitar in your hand yeah it's uh my name is austin watts and uh i'm from cumberland kentucky and i was working at clover lake number three and now what you doing out here well i've been awake for almost 40 hours now and haven't went to sleep and been up here since the very start of it was one of the i was one of the original five that started it and it's been, we were waiting for something to happen, waiting for us to get our money or something to happen up here. And I'm, hopefully it's, I mean, it's sometime soon, but I mean, we'll, I'll be right here until, it's, until something's resolved. Do you plan on sleeping at some point or? I don't know. <laughs> so far, I'm still doing pretty good. I'm not sleeping yet, so. You said it's been, it's, it's been a number of energy drinks, is that right? Yeah, it's been about 15 Red Bulls and three Nosses to date. <laughs> I hope you get to sleep at some point. <laughs> Got to take care of yourself too. Yeah. Do you mind if I turn this on for a second? Just <laughs> get a 3 a.m. update from y'all. Yeah, All right. <laughs> what made y'all decide to come out here? Well, this is support for the coal miners. You know, this is the most support we've ever had. 
in Harlan. Uh, we've never seen stuff like this before, which we've never been treated this bad before either. Trying to starve them out is basically what you're, you're getting at. Uh, we're not stupid. We know what we're, what's being done to us. Uh, would you mind just introducing yourself, say your name, where you're from, which you, what brought you out? I'd rather not. <laughs> we gotta, okay. we got to go to work back to this place, you know? You understand what I mean? And they do hold grudges. Was someone over here starting to say something about why they came out? That's my uncle and that's my dad and my whole family's coal miners, so being able to support them means a lot. So how has it felt being here? Pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Do you feel like you're you're accomplishing things or do you, are you hopeful that this will get things done? I'm hopeful to accomplish something, that people will see us and reporters like you uh, getting the word out letting the world know that we're here and we're fighting back. Would you mind just introducing yourself, say your name, how old you are and where you're from? Um, I'm Jared Lewis, I'm 17 year old, I'm from Everts, Kentucky. With all this going on and seeing what's happening here, I'm curious if that has shifted anything or made you think anything about, I guess, the future for young folks and what the future is of in this area. Well, that's, one, that's why I wanna to go to college and get a degree is because I've seen what's happened to the coal industry. And it, it's a good job, but it's slowly declining. Harlan had its uh, highest population in the 40s, and there were 80-some thousand people. And since then, it's been in decline, and we're down to 20-some thousand. And if you go through town, you can see there's a lot of boarded-up businesses, and not a lot of businesses left. So how, does, how has that felt for you as a, a place to grow up? I love it here. I would, I've said this before, I would never... I would never wish to have grown up anywhere else. This is an amazing place. Do you feel like it's hard at all, though, seeing seeing what kind of the decline you just described or the shrinking or what, however you want to call it? It's sad, but I think seeing it has helped me as a person. And I want to come back and uh, add to my community and hopefully help it grow in the future. Anyone else want to add about what's going on or how it feels being out here at 3 in the morning? We're, I mean, third shifter, so it ain't too bad for us. <laughs> this is when you'd usually be working? Yeah. 11 to 7, 11 to 8, 11 to whenever. So. Yeah, it's, it's work time for us. So how, how long has it been since you were out there working? Well, I, uh, June 30th was my last day. I was on vacation when this happened, so. Well, one day vacation, but you know. So how did you find out if you weren't there then? I got four or five texts, phone calls, and my wife called. She seen it on Facebook, and I called the mines. So. Did they tell you anything when you called? Uh, just they filed bankruptcy and they'd sent them home, and it's gonna be two or three days. We thought we'd be right back to work, but as a month ago. Yeah. Would you mind introducing yourself? Say your name, where you're from. Uh, Tim Lewis, from Everett's, Kentucky. This road right here is a county road. CSX had to get a right of way to come through this road right here. So the center of them tracks that's concrete does not belong to CSX. That belongs to the county highway. Hmm. Sounds like you've been doing some research on this. I, have, I really you? have. I mean, my husband worked for him for, like, what, three years? Two, two and a half years. Almost three years, yeah. And, I mean, I wanted to come over here the day. Let's see, he worked two whole weeks straight. He came home on Friday evening after cashing his check at the bank. 
And Saturday when he gets up to go to work the next day, we get a red flag alert on our bank account stating that our, our banking account was overdrafted three grand. How was it legally possible for that to happen? Writing bad checks to people, you know, knowing these checks are going to bounce. How did he federally get by with doing that? You know, if anybody around here wrote one bad check, that's it. They're going to prison. And, and that's what makes me angry is because it's like, you know, here Jeff Hoops has two or three homes paid for, fancy golf clubs because of not only the sweat from my husband's brow, but all these other men as well. You know, my husband worked and the sweat that he dropped was for every penny of that money. And if I, we didn't come over here and do this, I, I couldn't sleep. I mean, I would feel guilty for not standing up and saying, hey, that is not fair to my, my children. Because here's school starting, we've got four kids. I had to borrow money off of my, my father last night and then off of his mother today just so we would have gas to get here. We have a two grand power bill, you know, a mortgage payment. And I mean, how, how are we supposed to do this? How are, we, how are we supposed to physically, mentally do this? about it more than anything is um, you get you get used to making that kind of money so I mean you know what jobs are available I mean yeah uh, there are some here but nothing nowhere near to you know what we were making and That's it's he has went to college for years I mean he's certified in all kinds of different occupations I guess you would say but like he was saying there's nothing wrong with working at McDonald's and Walmart and stuff like that but he, it's a big jump from like almost five grand a month to $800 a month with four kids. And that's as far as even government-wise, you know, yeah, I could have went down there and signed up on food stamps and well care and had it all paid for, but I can't do that. I wasn't raised to be that type of person. Everything you've got, you've worked for. You take pride in that. And then when someone like Jeff Hoops comes in and just rips it away from you, you get angry, you're devastated, you don't know what direction to, to go, you know, I've cried about it, I've prayed about it, I mean, what else can we do other than to make a point and, and do what's right? You know, this coal right here is coal that these men have worked for and they've not got payday for it. And it's not fair for somebody to just come in and do my husband that way, let alone, you know, my whole family. Could I ask y'all just to introduce yourself, say your name, where you're from? Uh, my name's uh, John Curtis Cress. I worked at Cloverlick 3, and uh, we live in Perry County, just a few minutes across the hills from here. My name is Felicia Gilchrist, and I am John's wife. And, and I, I, want, I want it known that, you know, hey, this isn't just going to be a one-night thing and everybody go home and, and he'll be all right. No, we're going to be out here as long as it takes. makes me feel prideful, too, because, you know, like I said, my whole family has been coal miners. I even have a cousin, and she was a coal miner. <laughs> And um, I guess once our kids get our age, they're going to look back and say, hey, my dad and my mom fought for what was right. And I want, I want my kids to know that. I never, I never would imagine that I'd end up at a picket or, or anything like that. I'd always, you know, seen the stories and heard the stories growing up, but I'd, I'd have never thought that, you know, I'd be involved in something like that. It was just kind of mind-blowing for me, I guess. But in a sense, um, I don't know, it kind of sounds bad to say it like this, I guess, but it's, I, I kind of feel prideful in being able to be involved in something like that, I guess, if that makes sense. It's in your blood.
I mean, it's it's in that Kentucky blood. That's we feel it in our blood that it's right. Our great great grandpa's done this, you know. My great great grandma, you know, was on the picket line as well, and, and we know that's right. We don't we we ain't got to second guess that. We we don't have to second question that. We know it's right because it's bred in our blood. If you see someone getting bullied, you take up for that person getting bullied, and that's exactly what Jeff Hoop's done to these men. We know it's the right stand to make, and we, we're going to be proud of it. You know, we're not going to hold our heads down in shame. was Benny Becker, a reporter with WMMT and the Ohio Valley Resource, speaking with miners and supporters who've been blocking the train tracks in Cumberland, Kentucky, since July 29, 2019. As of the date of this Mountain Talk airing, August 12, 2019, the miners are still there on the tracks, waiting for pay and answers as bankruptcy proceedings continue into their second month. If you'd like to hear this or previous episodes again, you can find them on our website at wmmt.org or download Mountain Talk as a podcast from SoundCloud or Stitcher. I'm Rachel Geringer, and from all of us at WMMT, thanks for listening to Real People Radio. Cold black gold, black as midnight water, flowing through my memory. And the shadows of my soul Cold black gold Took my daddy under Like him I'm growing old Digging coal In a Model T they came Settled in the valley Forty years down in the mines As black as hell All my daddy got From all those years of digging dust-covered grave up on the hill. As a child, I remember those old coal tipples running, all the mighty diesel trains would come and go. And as a barefoot boy, through the coal yards I would wonder, where could they be taking all that gold? Coal, black gold, it's black as midnight water. Going through my memories and the shadows of my soul. Cold black gold took my daddy under. Like him, I'm growing old, digging gold.
A bride at 17 Long since gave up her dreams Oh, she knew I'd live and die here Digging coal And the coal miner's daughter Was not the life she wanted Like me, it's the only one she knows Coal, black gold Black as midnight water Flowing through my memories And the shadows of my soul Cold black gold Took my daddy under Like him I'm growing old Digging gold Like my daddy It's the only life I